This is Citizen the Pod with your girl Kina Zantel. Get your weekly plug into today's news, politics, and culture. Join me every week as I give you the rundown on popping topics and put you on game. Get woke with me. What's up, citizens, voters, patriots? Tomorrow is the big day. It's okie doke time. It's time to get prepared. It's time for us to pull the okie doke on the Republican Party and let them know we are taking our country back. So let's get into it. So tomorrow are the midterm elections. They're held in November, basically at the midpoint of a president's four-year term. Tomorrow is awesome. All 435 seats of the United States House of Representatives, 35 of the 100 seats in the United States Senate, and 36 governors are up for election or re-election tomorrow. Like it's going down. And also, many states will be electing attorney generals, state legislatures, mayors, and other local public offices. So we getting busy. We getting real busy. So there are a wide variety of citizen initiatives on the ballots tomorrow. For instance, the legalization of marijuana is on a ballot in Michigan. The expansion of voter rights to felons, those who have served their time, is on a ballot in Florida. And the requirement for unanimous jury verdicts is on a ballot in Louisiana. So if you don't know if there are any interesting ballot initiatives for your state, take five minutes out of your time after you listen to this episode, right, to figure out what's going on in your area. But let's talk a little bit about turnout, right? So in the past, midterm elections have generated a much lower voter voter turnout than presidential elections. Over the past 50 years, 50 to 60% of voters will participate in presidential elections. While on midterm years, only about 40% of those eligible to vote will come out, right? And the problem with that is they are usually white, live in the Midwest, and over the age of 55. So we have 435 seats being controlled by a fraction of this country. I mean, I hope y'all hearing this. We've been talking about this for almost 19 episodes now. But the president is the greatest motivator of all time. Like, and yes, I said it. President Trump is the greatest motivator of all time. I mean, they have already projected that early voting turnouts have been massive and millennials have already went to vote. There are districts early voting turnout is up over 100 percent. So it's clear that many of us see this election as a referendum on the president. We want to provide a check so that we can have balance in order to move this country in another direction. And in order for us to create that check, we need to flip at least 30 seats in the United States House of Representatives, right? And also keep seats, right? In the Senate, we need to flip three seats to Democratic control and also keep the other 
48 seats we're holding on to. So according to the polls, it's an uphill battle for us to gain control of the Senate, but not so much in the House of Representatives. And I just want to say, fuck the polls. Yes, I said it. F the polls. The polls be lying to us AF. Okay, y'all know what that means. AF. So you know what? We see the energy. We feel the energy that's on the ground. So tomorrow we need to live it, right? The polls were wrong in 2016 and we won't let them speak for us this time. But no matter the outcome, right? Because there is a slim chance in hell that neither one of these houses flip. And we might get disappointed when there are elections that don't go our way locally. But what I want to tell you is that I'm proud of the conversation that we've created as a country together. When I go to my Twitter, when I go to my Facebook, when I go into different apps on my phone, they're encouraging me to vote tomorrow. So this is not become something that old people do. This is something that we do together, right? It's something that we have decided to take mainstream. We have decided to make politics a part of pop culture. So therefore, we need to continue this conversation no matter the outcome tomorrow, right? We're going to use this same energy and kick it into gear in January of next year, because there's going to be another group of young people that are going to be graduating from high school in May that we need to engage for 2020. I mean, next year starts dump Trump season, baby. So what we can do is we can get complicit in a single win like we did back in 2008 when Barack Obama took office, right? We can't sit down and think that everything is okay because we have a group of people that are methodically thinking about the next 20 years. And that's how all of us need to start thinking about our futures. We need to think about how, we're, how we want to live for the next 20 years and what we plan to pass on to the generation behind us. So I want us to stay motivated no matter what happens tomorrow. I mean, I know that we're ready. I got a positive attitude. I know that we are really ready to surge into the midterms tomorrow. I mean, we're we're sending troops onto the battlefield tomorrow starting at 6 a.m., right? And I'm excited to be a part of this change with all of you. I'm happy that you took this journey with me. It's here. It's now. We're going to war tomorrow. So put on your battle gear. That can be leggings and sneakers and sweatshirt, depending on what part of the country that you're in. You might be in Florida. So throw on your flip flops, get comfortable so you can stand in line. I mean, we're out here. We're ready. We've talked about it. We've engaged you. We've spent millions of dollars on ads on TV. And I'm not even mad at the ads on TV because I don't watch them. I watch YouTube. So. For all you older people out there, I'm sorry, but you know, you can always pick up your phone and use an app and not watch your TV if you don't want to be bothered. But anyway, that's an entirely different conversation and training special. I'm excited for tomorrow. I hope you all are excited for tomorrow. I'm excited about the rest of this episode because I'll be talking to activists, founder of the Women's March, all around gangster for the community, Tamika Mallory. 
and also speaking to one of the dopest spoken word artists out and activist, Maison the General. Stay tuned for this episode. I am blessed to have had this conversation with these two dynamic individuals. I want to shout out my co-producer and partner in crime, Jamil Cruz, for making this happen. This is episode 19. Thank you so much, listeners. This is Citizen the pod signing out midterms 2018 eve oh i'm so excited people i'm so excited it's going down it's going down hey it's going down anyway all right all right stay tuned it's citizen the pod Zantel, and I am here with my son. Tell the people, I know about you. Mm-hmm. I already follow you, but tell the people a little bit about you. Um, well, I'm a hip hop artist. I'm a father, I'm a husband. I'm an activist. Um, I've been doing music all my life. The last six years, I, I got heavy into activism. Mm-hmm. You know, after watching um, Trayvon Martins. I think that's what really activated me into activism. And um, from then, I've just been a lot more intentional about, you know, about um, being, I'm formerly incarcerated also. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and being formerly incarcerated, there's so many issues that I've realized that us as young black men are dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, the recidivism rate is really high. Right. And the prison, the pipe, the school to prison pipeline is also real. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I came home with a objective to really like change you know the narrative and try to inform the young boys about you know how this is pretty much a trap Mm. prison is pretty much created for us right you know and and everything that we do especially in our communities is to lead us to prison because it's in you know it's a billion dollar industry right so that's you know that's where I, I started getting into it and then after Trayvon and then my first march I ever went to was during the you know Eric Gardner Mm-hmm. And um, from then on, we've just been doing so many things. Tamika pretty much introduced me right. into activism because mm-hmm. I was just doing my, you know, my own way. Right. And she, she um, helped me, introduced me to my friend Carmen, who was the executive director of the Gathering for Justice, right. Harry Belafonte's organization. Mm. And then from then on, we formed the Justice League. It's a rapid response organization to police brutality and mass incarceration. And from then on, we've just been doing work, just okay. working. So this is the Change Makers 30 Under 30, mm-hmm. and they're all millennials, and they always say it's just so hard to get millennials to engage in this process. What would you say first to young black and brown men mm-hmm. to inspire them to get engaged? But maybe it's the same story for all of us, mm-hmm. you know, what, what would you tell young people today is our time? Well, I just think when, when, when you just have to, when I first started this work, my whole goal was to be able to meet the youth where they were. Cause mm-hmm. I remember being young and I remember being 16 and in the streets. And, and I said to myself, what would someone 
had to been able to say to me to make me change my mind frame? What, how would they have to present, right. you know, the message to me? So, you know, you have to come to these kids in a, in a way that they respect. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to learn the lingo and le learn the language. You know, it's the uniform. You got to, there's a uniform that they mm -hmm. have that you got to fit. And, you know, so what I would explain to them is that pretty much we've all dealt with the same things. I know what you're going through. And in my wisdom and my knowledge and, you know, just what I've been through, my experience has taught me that right now is the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I sit back every day and I think about what I should have done. Right. You know, how we have a false reality of what is makes sense or what is even valuable. Mm -hmm. You know, we value so much things that are so not valuable when we're young. And I just, I would, that's what I would, you know, let them know that the things that you value right now don't even add up to nothing. Now. Right. You know, focus on being the best person you can be. Don't focus on everything surrounding. Because a lot of the young people, when I was young, that did the things that they were supposed to do now, and they live in the life that they want to live. Right. You know, we trying to catch up. And the people who did what they did in high school, and they went and got all their stuff together and focused and had a plan and, and followed through with that plan, one. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, it's about being engaged from early, man. Don't, don't waste your time. Mm -hmm. Don't try to catch up. Right. You know, don't, don't say what I could have done or what I should have done. You know, right now when you get in, listen to the people who did it before you. Because right. I tell my son all the time, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a cheat sheet for life for you. Because mm -hmm. all the things, you pretty much remind me of exactly who I was. So right. if you listen to me, you can't lose. Right. You know, so I just, I would, I would definitely, you know, encourage our youth to just pay attention and listen to the, the wisdom of the olders. A lot of times they, you, you look at them and you say they don't have anything or they haven't really accomplished it, what can they tell you? They can tell you why they don't have anything. Right, right. You know, so <laughs> yeah. you can learn a lot from the mistakes that somebody else made, not right. just only, you know, the, the profit and, you know, the successes, which you can definitely learn from anyone who has some level of wisdom. Right. So the midterm elections are upon us. Mm -hmm. November 6th is t definitely important. What, what does voting in November mean to you? Voting is very important, man. I was one of those people that didn't get it. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, what am I voting for? Ain't nothing gonna change and this and that. Mm -hmm. And then you start to realize that everybody else is utilizing. Right. Everybody else is gaining offering. You like, how is it working for them? Right. Because they engage. Right. Because other communities have utilized and unified mm -hmm. and come with demands. Mm -hmm. And uh, these politicians need those votes. Yes, they do. So what they do is they cater to the people who, who can bring out the votes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when your community and you show strength and you come with a demand, now they're loyal to you because exactly. you're the person that got them in office. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you start to understand that concept and understand how many people we actually can galvanize, mm -hmm. you know, and, and how much, like, like Tamika was just saying, how much our issues, when whoever, the issues that affect everybody else is going to affect us a hundred times more. Yes. When you start understanding that and, and not just get with this mentality that nothing's going to change, but it's change, you don't realize that it's changing for everybody else. Yes. You know, you think right. nothing's going to change because you ain't doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is figuring out a way to make things better for them. So when you start understanding that, it's very important, man. And then we start putting people that understand our reality in office. in office. You know, we have that ability. We have the ability to put who we want in office, right. you know, that fit what it is that we need, you mm -hmm. know, to fit the, the needs of our people. So it's very important. I've watched 
in the last five years, I've watched close friend of mine go into office. I've seen one of my close friends this close from being the Lieutenant Governor of New York City. And, yes. You know, so I've just, a couple of votes, I watched one of, another one of my closest friends, 100 votes on her first, ten, she was 28 years old and she ran for office and almost won. And it was because we didn't galvanize fast enough. Right. You know, and if we had done it, she would have won. So, exactly. So when you realize that and you see, and then they have, they have access to the things that can help our communities. Yes. You know, those offices actually have budgets and they're able to pass bills and do certain things that help our community. So it's imperative that we vote. I, um, my first election on my own that I orchestrated from beginning to the end, I lost that election by 15 votes. And it was, I'm from a small community, so I was able to go back to the voter rolls. What we did that day was we were highlighting the names of people in the community as they were coming in to vote. We were just sitting outside highlighting names. So at the end of the night, I was able to go back to those roles and see who we didn't highlight. And I can say to this day, so-and-so dad didn't vote. Or my friend from I went to high school with didn't vote. 15 votes. He mentioned a hundred, he mentioned a hundred votes. You know, we have we had we saw you know Jumani probably come within thousands of votes of losing. So it's so important for us to get engaged. This is definitely our time as Tamika said inside during the award show. I'm so grateful you came. It was just, it was a great moment hearing you do your spoken words. So that was awesome. How can the people find out more about you? Where can they go on social media? Um, you can follow my Instagram page at my son, NY General. You can go to my Twitter page. I'm on Facebook. I'm on pretty much every social. I got a YouTube page. I got a SoundCloud page. Mm -hmm. Spell my son. M-Y-S-O-N-N-E. Okay. So you can go to all my social media. I'm on every social media platform mm -hmm. you name. So is this your first time in Buffalo? No, this is my first time in Buffalo as a, as a free man, oh, actually. So. Right? Okay, okay. Well, it's time for you to go get some of them wings. Some wings? They got wings? They listen, okay? And don't, just don't go to the, the propped up places that they claim make the best wings. I need get you to- Get the good wings. We need to, we, we gonna talk offline. Right, we gonna wings. talk online, we gonna I get them. I need them wings. We gonna get, exactly, the real, the real Buffalo wings, okay? This was Changemakers 30 Under 30 Awards. This was Scoville Live. It's Kina Zontel with my son. I wanna thank y'all for tuning in. Have a nice night. Don't go anywhere. My interview with Tamika Mallory is coming up next. today, Miss Tamika Mallory. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I have no idea why I'm being honored in 30 under 30. <laughs> I'm well over 30, but I'm very excited about being here with my good friend, Jamil Cruz. Listen, that's awesome. See, Jamil is the plug. Yes, we all is. knew it, but <laughs> this like proves it. So I don't know if he told you a little bit about me. Did he tell he, you anything? He did not. I'd love to hear. So listen, I am, I love politics. It's like my zhuzh. So to have someone that I like follow that's on the front lines, I didn't even think she was gonna make it. I thought she was gonna be in jail, okay? <laughs> I'm just, listen, I don't even know what to say. I'm just excited to see you here. I'm so here. with everything going on, and I know you made it to Buffalo to support your friend, that's awesome, but how are you feeling 
today? Because today is a heavy day. Today is not as heavy as yesterday. Okay. I think watching um, Senator Collins being a woman uh, from Maine mm -hmm. stand and say some things that were, it was very triggering to me. It right. was heavier for me yesterday. Today I was pretty clear that Brett Kavanaugh was going to be confirmed. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that we did everything we could do. Right. I know that the organizers that I work with mm -hmm. from the beginning, so a lot of people think that once the sexual assault stories um, were exposed mm -hmm. that we showed up at that time but that's not actually accurate right. we were there since september the beginning of september mm -hmm. when he first went before the judiciary committee mm -hmm. we started protesting immediately because as far as we were concerned as long as donald trump was talking about appointing a nominee we knew it was problematic right and the sexual assault stories only affirmed what we believe so exactly. we had been protesting people were getting arrested a lot was happening mm -hmm. from the beginning of the month so we've been at this now for you know over 30 days right um and i think you know as i said at this point we, we were we were pretty confident in the fact that we did everything that we could do mm -hmm. that we fought as hard as we could fight that we didn't sleep we didn't rest we didn't do anything because mm -hmm. we were on it and so today i was very uh, proud of mm -hmm. all of the people who who are still there. I'm here in Buffalo, and people mm -hmm. are still in Washington right now. Right, um, turning up. They refuse to allow this to die. But yesterday, listening to Senator Collins speak mm -hmm. was extremely triggering, and it wasn't triggering just because of the stories. It wasn't triggering just because she was being a rape apologist, because that's really what she was yes. doing. It was also triggering because she said things like. There must be a presumption of innocence and in that if we stray away from the presumption of innocence, that people may uh, begin to lose faith in the judicial system. Let's, and I just thought to myself, like, that is really? black people <laughs> right. every day. Every day, so. all day. You know, and I mean, this whole idea of the presumption of innocence, right. how many of us have received that benefit of the doubt? No, we don't. We don't. Yeah. We don't. So what, what's, what is our next step? When people are asking you, you know, he unfortunately he'll be reporting to duty on Tuesday. We're we're stuck for two more years with this president. What 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 do people have to think about doing now? Like, what is our next? You know, I think, and I'm so glad you're into politics. Mm -hmm. um, and you're beautiful, by the way. Thank you. But, you too. Thank you. Um, I think we have to have a very real conversation with ourselves about how we got to this point. Mm -hmm. It did not happen uh, just because we Donald Trump became president. Yes, that is bad. Mm -hmm. But we've been in bad shape since we lost the House. Yes. Back in 2012, mm -hmm. or 2010, Ten. excuse me, yes. during the midterms. Mm -hmm. So that means here we are coming up on another midterm mm -hmm. cycle. And if we make the same mistakes, um, this is where the challenge is for us. So we often get caught up in these presidential elections, right? And we're very, we lose, you know, yeah. we, we, we're very inspired to go out and vote for our president. Mm -hmm. But what we don't understand is that in 2010, when President Obama had been elected for two years, right. and then there was the midterm elections, there was a blacklash, if you will, yes. or the white lash, whichever one yeah. you want to say, where. Um, a lot of folks came forward, particularly white folks in many of the red states, yes. came forward to say, hell no, how mm -hmm. do we get this black guy as president? We right. fell asleep at the wheel. And they voted in senators and congressional members yes. all over the country. And we lost 
two very important branches of our government. Yep. So the goal had always been, because one thing I will say, particularly about white men, is that they are extremely strategic and deliberate, yes. and they are slow and steady in their approach. Mm -hmm. And so their approach was, when these two branches of government which gives us the ability to stack the deck yes. so that we can win the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. They just really want the court because if they can get the court, they can impact our constitution. They yes. can impact democracy in a, in total, you know, in, a, in a way that I'm not sure we've grasped yet right, how right. serious this moment is. Mm -hmm. So we lost a while ago, right. but now we're coming up on the midterm elections. So it's like, like you said, where do we go next? Yes. If we don't turn out in the next 30 days to the polls to ensure that we at least win back the, the Congress, we at right. least have to do that. Right. So we have to elect congressional members who are more in line with the agenda that sort of represents us. And I know mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are gonna say, well, I don't like the Republicans or the Democrats. That's fine. I agree. I hear you. But mm -hmm. it's like deciding which job you're going to take. We don't want to work for either boss, but we know we got to go to work. Right, so we, we better figure out which one we're going to go to or mm -hmm. else we're going to be homeless. Right. And that's what we're looking at right, right now. And I think we have an obligation to ensure that whoever we put our, that, that it is our interest, that we're voting for ourselves, right. not so much these two individuals exactly. or these two parties, but that we're voting for ourselves. And I think people lose sight on the other elections that are happening at the same time, we are electing federal representation. Absolutely. I mean, there are local elections that matter. There are elections every year. Every year every that year. matter. I mean, from I mean, we also lost state legislatures. Absolutely. And we also we know the GOP and a lot of red states have been able to push laws that have been hindering our access to health care. Or, you know, that have pretty much outlawed abortion in, right. in, in tons of states. So, you know, we can't drop the ball. There are local elections out here that are From important. From the school board, yes, to on, city council, yes. district leaders, exactly. like all those things District matter. attorneys, we've seen a district attorney right. switch in Ferguson That's recently. Right. So, right. I mean, we just, we've got to keep our eye on the prize, right. folks. We definitely do. So, Changemakers 30 and 30 is about young people mm. and celebrating young people and they always try to say millennials, they don't vote anyway. Right. So what does it matter? You're gonna stay home. What would you what what can we tell young people to get them ready to go, like in this fight? I mean, you know, if I had a really good answer for this, I mm -hmm. feel like I would have a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> you definitely because, would. You, know, you would have figured it out. Right, it's the question of the day. I've always been a very motivated person, and I happen to be a millennial, mm -hmm. with, along with my son, which right. is crazy. We yes. happen to be in the same generation. Um, and I, you know, I, I feel like at some point we have to recognize what's real and what's fake, what's serious and what's not. Right. And if we want the power, because we're catching the hell. Yes, we are. So no one is giving us. Um, What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? No one is saying, well, because you're so young, we're not going to lock you up. We're not going to, you know, fill the jails with you. Yes. Um, and, you know, ensure that you don't have adequate food, uh, health care, mm -hmm. education. Like, we're experiencing all the challenges associated with our electoral process, and yes. like, you know, or lack thereof, mm -hmm. if you will. But we haven't yet caught on to the idea that we have the responsibility to stand up on our own two feet. Mm -hmm. And I think 
well, I don't give us a, an excuse because I know when the new cell phone is coming out, when the new yep. sneakers are dropping, yep, we know. when Cardi is fighting Nikki, we know we know what's going on. We know how to get the research. We know what Bernie's Burgess is wearing. Yep. We know, we know, we yes, know we what's do. lit. Fenty came out. Yes, Rihanna's girl. got new undwears. Mm -hmm. You know, the games, PP is on the internet. Like mm -hmm. we know all the things. Yeah. What's happening with Love and Hip Hop the same exact way? We have to know what we're doing in terms of our rights. Yes. We have to. It's not optional. I can't beg you because it's not just about me. Right. It really is about you. Like, I'm going to be fighting for the rest of my life. I've dedicated myself to this. And I actually have access to power because I fight every day and I put myself in a position that people respect me and right. I can actually access things that the average person in my family can't access. Yeah. So I'm really out here on behalf of those people who really truly do not have the ability to get the things that they need just to survive. Right. But we cannot do that on our own. It's not the activist responsibility alone. The people have to be a part of the process. And it's it's really as simple as just exercising that vote. It's really that simple. That's you right. don't have to sit and watch CNN every day. You don't have to follow my podcast or her TV yeah. show. <laughs> I mean, you you don't have to because, we're, listen, you're going to get a little piece of paper in the mail a few weeks before the election that's, that's going right. to tell you where to go to vote, that's right. and that's all you got to do. That's so right. we can, if we can make this simple for you, we're gonna be out here trying to figure it out. I don't know if we need apps. I don't know if we need voting well, sneakers. Well, we should do all of that. I mean, we should do all of that. We have a Power to the Polls campaign at Women's March that I, my organization, has launched that is gonna be dealing with formerly incarcerated people. Awesome. You can vote, find somebody who can vote on your behalf. Mm -hmm. Like, find someone who will go to the polls that may not have been motivated, mm -hmm. but because they understand your issues, right. they will actually show up. In Florida, there is a ballot initiative that is going to be on the ballot this November yes. Yes. around restoring the voting rights of formerly mm -hmm. incarcerated people. You have to actually show up to vote for that provision. Right. These are things we have to do. We also have a responsibility to educate our people. Yes. It's good to be on your podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, to, It's good to be on every platform that we can mm -hmm. where we're talking to people. And I, I challenge all of our celebrities and entertainers and people who have ears and eyes on them that there's not a day that goes by, not even a moment that goes by, that they should not be talking about people participating in their own liberation. You know, the fight against Kavanaugh wasn't about one man. It wasn't, it wasn't. even about a court that really has not properly represented us. I right. mean, we know that that the Supreme Court in the United States of America has done some really pretty bad things yeah, to have. black people and have. people of color. So it wasn't so much about standing up against this one man, but it was a fight for liberation. It was a fight to say that going back is not an option. No. And so if we know that this man has the ability to participate in rolling back everything that people lived, died, fought, and struggled for. Right. How do we let that happen and be silent? Some people said to me, well, you know you can't win. You know that there's nothing that you can do. That may be true, but I'm one of these people that's gonna get rich or die trying. There's exactly. no way that I'm gonna roll over and allow you to take from me what I know is rightfully mine. Okay, preach. Preach, people. So, I'm just
just I'm just excited you made it to Buffalo. I think you're a strong voice in the movement. I love watching the things that you do. I am definitely a supporter. Just know that there are other women out there that's just following your lead, that get motivated by the things that you do. So stay in the fight for us. I mean, eventually you're going to see a bunch of me's up there, out there with you. It's already there. It's already there. I mean, it's just we got to so do better. We do. And, and we do. And, you know, we, we, we start at home, though. I mean, folks, yeah. you don't, you know, just because you couldn't make it to a march in D.C., you can totally do the small things in your own communities, in your own neighborhoods. It's more important. Yes. I mean, and just don't rule out the power of, of yourself. Right. And so many times you just see young women and young men, especially, you know, black and brown kids feeling like, wow, there's just, I'm just stuck. There's just nothing for me to do here. And I just, I don't know which way to go. But no, just believe in yourself. And there's someone out there that's going to be like, hey, Tell me what you think about doing. I'm gonna help you get there. So, listen, Thank it's so you. cool for Thank you to you be here. Thank you so much here. for having me. Um, have you had buffalo wings yet, though? I have had buffalo wings. I've been to Buffalo a number of times. Oh, yes, I'm yes, like, yes. A, she gotta get some food, though. <laughs> I mean, it's cold the majority of the time, but we eat. Y'all eat. We definitely all eat. Right. So make well, sure you. Nothing wrong with having them again. All so right. I'll, we'll talk about that offline. Oh, you know what? <laughs> So how can the people who are interested in learning more about you get info? People can reach me at TamikaDMallory.com. So I'm online. My website is TamikaDMallory.com. And through my website, you can connect to my, all my social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all Tamika D. Mallory. I'm one of those people online, very transparent, very reachable. I argue in the DMs and all that. <laughs> I do everything from love words to curse words. So you can find me all over. I'm blessed, people. I hope you enjoyed this episode with my son, the general, and Tamika Mallory. Tomorrow's our day. Let's get it. This was Citizen the Pod. <laughs>